0: We're reading from page 1006 in the Bibles. And we're starting at chapter 2, verse 13. Jesus clears the temple courts. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Thank you very much, Pam. Well, it gives me great pleasure to invite Phyllis up to the front, um, and would <coughs> I'd like to pray for you just before you begin. If you want to. I'm just going to put it in my pocket, yeah, I'm going to lose it. Okay, thank you. Lord God, we thank you for Phyllis, and we thank you that she is here with us this morning. I pray that you would give us ears to hear your word through what she is speaking about this morning. I pray that you would give us hearts ready to receive the message that you want to give to us today, and that we would uh, go from here being transformed. We ask this in your name. Amen. Good morning, everyone.
1: Forget the 10 minutes, it's going to be at Methodist service, you know, an <laughs> hour and a half. <laughs> You've had the background over the past few weeks that God wanted desperately to have a relationship with the people that he had created. And so we see right back at the beginning this relationship developing. And then when the people were traveling out from Egypt on their exodus, uh, they, they, they needed to know that God was with them. After all, they were leaving one place, going to another. How did they know God was going to be there and be their protector? And so God instructed them to build a tabernacle, a a moving tent that they could carry with them. And they would know that he would be there among his people. And then when they came into a settled land, they changed the tabernacle for a temple, a, a, a solid building that would stand there in the middle of Jerusalem, a sign that God was there in the city. And while the temple was there, they had the feeling that they were okay because God was there in the midst of them. God was there with them, and heaven and earth were there together. And then, onto the scene came Jesus. And it's called the Messiah, but uh, Jesus wasn't... um, someone that stood out. He was just an ordinary man, just a common man, a carpenter. They weren't expecting great things, and yet when he went to preach in the, temp- in the um, synagogue at Nazareth and in the synagogue at Capernaum, wow, wow. There was something about this man, something different. I don't know if you um, are like me, but I-, I love to watch Escape to the Country. And, uh, you know, I love seeing other people's houses and what they're like inside and what they do with them. Um, And they're always looking for the person to get the wow factor, aren't they? Well, when Jesus went and preached in Capernaum in Nazareth, the people were amazed at his teaching because Jesus had the wow factor. He was one that when he spoke, there was something different about it. It wasn't just like the scribes. He wasn't just reeling off laws and telling them that somehow he seemed to be there in the midst of the message. He was fetching God to them in a new and different way. And it wasn't that he was saying anything that wasn't there in the scripture. If you look at the things that Jesus said and you go back into books like Leviticus, which people don't like reading because it's long and boring, but actually it's fascinating if you get there, because a lot of the things that Jesus said are there in Leviticus? They are there in the laws in Deuteronomy. They were there, but he took what was there in the law and instead of telling them they should do this, they should do that, he told it to them in a unique way, in, in an, a totally different way. And he related God to them in a totally different way. Jesus came with authority. An authority they hadn't seen in the scribes and in the Pharisees. He knew himself, he knew God, and he was able to bring that to the people. And he drew the crowds. He drew the crowds because they could see there was something different about this man. And he was able to heal people. He was able to heal both those who are physically ill and those who are mentally ill. He took on himself the authority, or rather, he had been given the authority from God, so that he was able to say to people, Your sins are forgiven. You can have a fresh start. Put it behind you and go on and make something of your life as you've never done before. He spoke with the authority that enabled him to say, Not the scriptures say, but I say this, I say that. And he even went a step further. He said, I am. And that was the words that were used for God. Remember back in the Old Testament when Moses asked for God's name and God said, I am. Tell the people, I am. And Jesus said, I am. I am the bread of life. I am the wine. I am the good shepherd. I am the one you have been waiting for. And so we come to our reading. Because Jesus came, moved up from Capernaum and from Galilee, and came into Jerusalem, and he went into the temple. And the temple was at the time of of Passover. And the temple was for the people, the focal point of their faith, the focal point of their worship. And at that time, it was sacrificial worship, in the synagogues, they, they, they learned, they, they were taught, but the temple was the area where they worshipped. And at Passover, it was a time when it was a, um, a time when sacrifices were made: sacrifices for the sins of the people, sacrifices for thanksgiving, and particularly sacrifices, thanking God for fetching the people in the past out of Egypt. And so we see the scene in the temple. There were animals there. Of course there were. They had a sacrificial worship. They needed many, many animals to sacrifice. Sheep, cattle, goats, doves, animals all over the courtyard. There were many people coming to Passover. Many had traveled for miles to get there. Because it was the aim for all people at some time in their life, if they didn't live close, attend at least one Passover there in the temple. So they would have travelled for miles. You don't travel for miles with a couple of sheep or a, or a cow or a, even a few doves. You wait till you get there and you buy them when you're there. And they would be sure that they were in a good condition with no blemishes. And there were money changers there because... You couldn't give God money that had the picture of the emperor on it. That was not good enough. You had to use a special temple money. And so there were money changes. And there was noise. And there was clamor. And it was all happening in the outer court of the temple, where the people who weren't Jews were able to come and to worship. And they couldn't go any further into the courts that were special for the Jews and for the um, The priest further on and the high priest right in the center. So the outer courts were noisy, a lot of animal noise. And Jesus goes in and he disrupts. He disrupts their service, their worship, their preparations for worship. Because he turns over the table and drives the people out. And says to them, this is God's house. It's a place for worship, a place for prayer. And you're preventing people from worshipping here. Now, it's not that uh, John is not trying here to show that Jesus could show anger, although Jesus could show anger. But what John is trying to do is to say to us, Jesus here was showing anger his authority and his ability to challenge the rituals of the temple worship because the rituals had got in the way. The ritual, the worship in the temple had become a be-all and end-all in itself in many ways. The temple had been great. It was there to show that God's presence was there. But Jesus is saying to the people, you don't need the temple much longer. Because I am here, and I am the presence of God here in this place. And so he gives them this challenge. And when they say to him, by what authority do you do this? He says, if you tear down this temple, I will build it again in three days. And the disciples, looking back at this afterwards, realized that he didn't mean that temple, that building that had taken 46 years to build, but he meant his body. Because what he was saying is, from now on, my body is the temple. I am the presence of God here. You do not need the building. You do not need the sacrifices. I am God here in this place. I am the presence of God. I am the link between heaven and earth. And if you believe in me, you will have that link. They had been sacrificing in the temple, sacrificing to thank God, sacrificing to ask for forgiveness for sins. And what Jesus was saying to them, although they didn't understand it at the time, was you will not need those sacrifices because you will take me and you will sacrifice me. And that will be the final sacrifice that is needed. You have had to sacrifice every year. You've had to do it over and over and over again. But when I have been sacrificed, it's once and for all. Not just for you, but for the people who will come after you. I am God's gift to you. John said, God so loved the world that he gave his Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God so loved that he gave. It wasn't a case of the people fetching the gifts for the sacrifice for the greatest sacrifice of all god who wanted that relationship with his people god himself would give the sacrifice just as way back in the old testament he had stopped abraham from sacrificing his son and had said look there's a sacrifice the ram in the thicket that's what you can give to me so now god is giving his own son as that sacrifice for the people then And for us now. We're told at Christmas, Jesus would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And that's what he is for us. Because it wasn't only then, but it's now. It wasn't just for the people then, but it's for us now. The sacrifice was made so that we should know God's presence through Jesus. God is with us because of Jesus' gift. God can be with each one of us each day. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter whether we're in a building like a church or a temple building. But we do need it so we can come together for corporate worship. But we don't need the building to meet with God. Because through Jesus, we can have God's presence with us in our life at all times. We can walk with him, we can talk with him, and we can know him in our lives. Because Jesus, the Messiah, is the one that God gave so that we could know God's presence and could know we had that link between heaven and earth. Amen.